0: Run, 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 because here's another episode of They're Coming to Get You, but ba- damn it. <laughs> Let's keep going. Here's another episode of They're Coming to Read You, Barbara, <laughs> a podcast book club for the strange and unusual. I'm Jonathan. I'm Rebecca. And today we're discussing Snowglass Apples, a graphic novel by Neil Gaiman, illustrations by Colleen Doran. And this is a graphic novel adaptation of a short story that Neil Gaiman wrote. And it is a Snow White adaptation. Mm -hmm. But in this one, it's from the witch's perspective.
1: The, queens,
0: yes, right. the queen. Yes, yeah. the Queen. Who is a witch it's in this? A, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh Snow White is actually kind of a vampire. Yeah. And it's a very dark, sexy adaptation that mm-hmm. has uh necrophilia mm-hmm. and witchcraft and incest. Yeah.
1: <laughs> check, check, check. Check,
0: check, check. <laughs> Super sexy. So, Rebecca, <laughs> can you tell <laughs> Can you tell us more about the author?
1: Yes, I'm going to tell you more about Neil Gaiman since the illustrator talks a lot about herself at the end of the That's true. The graphic novel. So <clears throat> you already said that um, it was a uh, novel first. So I'll gloss over that part. But um, when the novel was released, it was originally released as a benefit book for Comic Book Legal Defense Fund, uh, which is an American non-for-profit organization formed in 1986 to protect... First Amendment rights for comic creators. Oh. Which I didn't know was like a thing that needed to happen. But I didn't either. Yeah, that's cool. Um, it was adapted into a graphic novel in 2019 uh, to which the Horror Writers Association presented the Bam- Bram Stoker Superior Achievement in Graphic Novel Award. Uh, but anyway, Neil Gaiman was born November 10th, 1960 in Portchester, Hampshire in England. Um, he was able to read at age four. Wow. That strikes me as early. I don't know anything about children.
0: Yeah, it's early. (laughs)
1: Okay. Um, His first book was written in 1984 and was a biography of the band Duran Duran. Wow. Yeah. Uh, His most famous novel is Good Omens, which he wrote in 1990. Uh, He's also famous for the graphic novel The Sandman, which he wrote in 1989. So he did them kind of both at the same time with Mm -hmm. co-writers because Terry Pratchett did Good Omens with him. Is that yes, yes. Mm-hmm. um he writes all of his first drafts of his books with fountain pens which i thought was very interesting
0: that is interesting
1: and he uh currently has uh his wife amanda palmer who's a musician um and they have an open marriage which i also thought was very interesting oh
0: interesting so,
1: yeah, that's uh that's
0: it i have to say everything i've read by neil gaiman i loved ocean at the end of the lane amazing, uh, Coraline, yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. So everything I've read by him, I've really loved, but he definitely has a distinct style, yes, he does. which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll let you go first. And can you tell me your overall thoughts on this novel?
1: Um, I really enjoyed the perspective change. Um, I always like, because the witch, the queen, whatever, she's stereotypically the villain of the story in mm-hmm. the traditional sense. And I always like it when it flips the script and you can hear things from their perspective. Yes. Because it gives you a bit more um, depth to the character. And it, you're not quick to dismiss the villain as just like a bad guy. So right. I like that. Um, super sexy, even though it has those really weird qualities of incest and <laughs> yeah. Um But the whole thing was kind of like, I really liked that Snow White was like a vampire. And it was really dark and sultry. And the, yeah. the, the imagery in the book was very sexy. Mm -hmm. I liked
0: it a lot. I did too. I felt like the illustrations were almost mooka esque Yeah. Where they were so... So detailed where like you could read this in 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. but I took like two hours because every page I didn't want to miss anything Mm -hmm. because she put so much work into every panel. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she talked about how she was a real perfectionist and it was hard for her to not go over her deadlines Mm -hmm. and Neil Gaiman kind of had to help her and be like, it's great. You're done. Uh, which you really see that. And the illustrations have such a strong style. Mm -hmm. Um, And I loved the character of Snow White in this, she is uh, so interesting because she's soulless almost, Mm -hmm. which I thought was a really interesting perspective. And then all of the other characters and how they react to that. Like there's a prince who falls in love with her because he is a necrophiliac. (laughs) So (laughs) she's after the witches, the queen or the witch has poisoned her. uh, He finds her body just like in the original cartoon from 1937, but instead of being taken by her beauty necessarily, he's, (laughs) he's enamored of the fact that she's so cold and so still. And so that is a really interesting way to twist that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I also thought that the ending, I won't spoil it, but it was so dark and devastating. And I loved that. And I really enjoyed the queen, uh, the queen's perspective because In this book, she's not even a villain. Right. Whereas I feel like a lot of those fairy tale adaptations, it's all, it's almost a telling of like, how did this person become a villain? Yeah. And they, at some point in the narrative do kind of lose the thread and they are a bad guy. But in this one, she never loses the thread. She's never a bad guy. The queen just is really trying to do what's best for everybody and, uh. It doesn't work out. It does not work out at all. <laughs> but I absolutely love that. So do you have any thoughts on if this was ever adapted? Yes. Who you think could play some of the characters? Yes,
1: I do. So I'm very repetitive. It, it's a, same, It's a same. mild obsession. Uh, I would really love to see Anna Taylor-Joy as Snow White. Because <gasps> I think yes. she's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and even though... For the queen, which I pictured Charlize Theron.
0: Okay. Because
1: she plays it in the... In the
0: Huntsman. The, yeah. Yeah, the
1: Huntsman. And it's not necessarily... Because, but the the imagery in the book, I was very much like, oh, that looks to me like yeah. Charlize Theron. And then for the king, I pictured... Um, what is his name about? Charlie Hunman. Okay. Yeah. He's okay. Uh, from um, the robot movie. Yeah. Uh, The kaijus and stuff. The Pacific Rim.
0: Okay. (gasps) Yes! Oh, the guy from uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. He's
1: very, like... Because the king was very, like...
0: Yeah, I can see that.
1: Stoically handsome.
0: It's funny, because I chose for the king Hiddleston. Okay. I just really thought I would love to see... Because in this graphic novel... The the queen marries the king, and then he's slowly wasting away, and he has bite marks all over his body. Mm-hmm. And you come to real, uh, you come to find out that his daughter is uh, basically uh, using him for food mm-hmm. and abusing him physically and arguably sexually, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which is crazy. I <laughs> I had to read that page twice. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so I pictured Hiddleston because. I picture him like wasting away, and I'm like, yeah, that he could absolutely do yeah, that.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I would really enjoy watching. That oh, absolutely,
0: <laughs> especially if he was as naked as that character uh-huh. was in the graphic novel. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and then for uh, the queen part, I pictured Kate uh-huh. Blanchett. I just oh, okay. think she has such a strong presence, and yeah. I think the queen in this uh, graphic novel is. Regal and like good, but also like ruthless in yeah. a way that I think Kate Blanchett could tackle. Yeah, uh, and then uh, for the uh, for Snow White, uh, I. I don't know. I think I could really see who Taylor Joy, who you were saying. I think that would be a really amazing choice. I think she'd
1: be like creepy, but also beautiful.
0: Yeah. She has a way of making her face absolutely blank. Yeah. Like when she was it. she was in The Witch, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, she came across as someone who could almost by the end of that like rationalize anything and you wouldn't be surprised. So I loved that. Yeah. And that's almost the same vibe I would like to see this adapted as, Mm -hmm. uh, where like all of the, like you at first think you're entering a period drama and then it's a wild ride. And I love that. Yeah. It
1: was good. Super good.
0: So, uh, can you tell me your moan and groan? So your moan, your favorite part of this and your groan, your least favorite part.
1: Hmm, that is tough because. Uh,
0: I can go first, yeah, give you, you more first. time to yeah. think. Okay.
1: You
0: go first. Uh, my moan was kind of a twofer. Um, one is the art, the art is just so. Yeah. It's breathtaking. It's lush. And honestly, I'm probably going to end up with a tattoo of it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and so I wanted to read it from the first moment I saw it. I honestly didn't know this only came out three years ago. Yeah. Because I thought I had been obsessing about it longer than right? that.
1: Right? Yeah. like Because it, it came out while we were at the library. Yeah, And I thought yes. I had seen it like, ever since I started it, thing
0: Yes, same, same. And so, uh, honestly, the art is so beautiful, and it really helped to tell the story. Yeah. So the story isn't only told in the words. The art is actually moving the story forward yeah. as well.
1: Yeah, you almost, like, don't need to read it as Right, as right. Because it's so detailed.
0: Um, and then I think for me, my moan was the part where the witch goes to find Snow White in the cave yeah. to poison her. Yeah. I just thought that scene was so I, I've never read a graphic novel and been like kind of short of breath with tension. Yeah. And her sneaking into the cave, I was like, is Snow White gonna come flying out of there? <laughs> <laughs> so that was my moan. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, for moan. Uh, I did really like, If I'm, it's, it's been a while since we read it, so right. I might be a little blank around the edges, but um, I do remember she keeps the heart in mm-hmm. her bed chambers.
0: Yeah, over her bed. Over
1: her bed, and uh, Snow White comes to get it, right? Mm-hmm. And that for me was the part I was like, ooh, yeah. is she going like, to murder her in her sleep or something?
0: Yeah. yeah. I really like
1: that part. Mm-hmm.
0: And then for Grown, if I'm being honest... I cannot think of one. I'm really at a loss. There wasn't much I didn't love about this. There wasn't anything that I was like, well, that could have been better. I really, I'm picky and I I can't find anything. Yeah.
1: I mean, a necrophilia was gross. It was. But, um, <laughs> not like out of place. Mm-hmm. Because like, if you think about the whole Snow White even the traditional story where the prince goes up and kisses a dead body mm-hmm. because he doesn't know. Right. Uh, it's a gross concept. So I don't yeah. feel like it was out of place at all. So.
0: And I also kind of feel like it explains why he would fall in love with her yeah. even though literally she's just laying there. Yeah. So instead of just stating the obvious, which is if you fall in love with someone based on their looks alone, you're fucking shallow. <laughs> yeah. Instead, I feel like Col- uh, Colleen and Neil are like, well, obviously if he fell in love with her because she looks dead, then he's a necrophiliac. (laughs) So I really like that twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's good.
0: Okay, so in honor of the queen and her being a witch in this adaptation, we're going to play a game called... Witch, please. Okay. (laughs) And I'm going to be talking about cinematic or literary witches. Okay. And you will try and guess the answer.
1: Okay? I always suck at these games. You really don't.
0: Just do your best. (laughs) Honestly, you're set up to fail with this. And maybe we should swap and you should ask me questions. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So in this uh, adaptation, Uh, Of another Neil Gaiman project, Lamia just wants to eat the heart of a star to become young again in this Neil Gaiman book and its movie adaptation.
1: Stardust. Stardust, that's correct. That's a very good book.
0: Oh, I haven't read the book. I love the movie so much. I love both. I went to see it in Dallas when I worked for Southwest Airlines and I was there uh, for training and I was stuck there for four weeks and I saw it. Four times nice. every Saturday. I was like, let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it comes on
1: TV, like if I'm scrolling yes. it, I put
0: it on. It's so good. Yeah. Okay, name the witch or the show that this quote comes from. Oh, boy. Okay. I take the power from the undeserving. It's kind of my thing. You're clearly in over your little red head. So why don't you surrender your magic to someone who knows what to do with it? Uh, it's a toughie that's a tough yes Uh, so i'll give you a couple hints okay it's a show okay and the thing to focus on is you're clearly in over your little red head yeah yeah that was the
1: one i was like okay and it
0: was her all along
1: (laughs) dead face (laughs) it's fine
0: (laughs) so it's agatha harkness from wandavision Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, I
1: should have known that I'm a fake fan.
0: No, to be fake fair, fan. uh that character came up and I was like, well now I have to rewatch everything because I'm fucking obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Queen Beryl is the witchy antagonist in what anime series?
1: In an anime?
0: In an anime. I
1: don't watch anime.
0: I know. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to bomb the question.
1: <laughs> the only anime I watch is technically an anime. It's the Avatar Last Airbender. It's the only anime I've watched. Okay. So.
0: I will give you one it, more is, hint. Is it? Our friend Janira would know this. It's the one she likes a lot. Oh, well,
1: now I feel like shit. <laughs> yeah, now you're not only not
0: knowing the question, She's you're a, a big, bad friend.
1: You're a big friend, too. <laughs> um, mm, uh, she likes so many things. She does. Uh, I really don't know.
0: Sailor Moon.
1: Oh, God. I know. That was
0: a toughie. Oh, that was a toughie. No,
1: it's just me being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I watched that cartoon. To me, it's a cartoon. When I was young, like when it was That's TV, true. So That's
0: true. Me too. I would always race home. And if the school bus was late, there was one little girl who, if she was on the bus, I would never make it home for Sailor Moon. And I have to tell you, I hated that little girl. <laughs> I know it's not fair. I know she up. had to get home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, known as the Wicked Witch of the West in The Wizard of Oz, uh-huh. this character is renamed Eveline in which adaptation?
1: Evelina? Eveline. I where it's Elphaba.
0: Yes, but it's a different one.
1: Oh. Uh Was it is it this Is it the Son of the Witch series? Is that it? No, I don't
0: think No, this one has Michael Jackson in it.
1: Oh, The Wiz? The Wiz. Okay.
0: Oh. That's the only scene to watch, honestly, is the Eveline scene. That and Lena Horne singing. Oh my God. Okay. Both of those highlights. Okay. Okay. Kathy Najimy is kooky perfection in Hocus Pocus. Yes. But which 90s daytime talk show host was almost cast as Mary Sanderson instead?
1: Ricky Lake? That's
0: a good guess. I don't know. That would make sense. She was in Hairspray right around the same time. Rosie O'Donnell.
1: Oh, I really like that. I would kind of want to watch that. I mean, I can see her being that silly. Yes, I can too. Is the 90s she had a talk show?
0: She had a talk show in the 90s. It was like 96 to 2002.
1: I was going to say, I only remember watching it around millennium time. So I watched it after school at my friend's house.
0: Yeah. It's wild that most people don't even know her because of that anymore. And I'm like, that's why we know her. Right. That and she like had this infamous like crush on Tom Cruise. Yes. And now it's like, well... (laughs) Wait, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
1: didn't age well. No, it didn't. I'm doing great. I'm doing great.
0: You are. You are. Uh, to be fair, my trivia is fucking hard. So if you bomb it,
1: yay, you're <laughs> supposed to. It's more entertaining if yeah. you don't get it
0: right. Okay, here we go. Last question. Okay. Name the witch or the movie. Uh, for uh, uh, Okay. Name the witch or the movie okay. uh, that this quote originates oh, from. God, okay. okay. You know, in the old days. If a witch betrayed her coven, they would kill her.
1: Oh, the craft. Yes! It's Nancy! Yeah. Oh
0: fuck, I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: that's that's like that defined me. I know. So, okay. I'm glad I got that one right. Otherwise yeah. I would just go kill myself. <laughs> <and> kill myself.
0: <laughs> what would you rate snow glass apples out of ten?
1: Out of ten, nine and three quarters. I
0: would have to go with a solid nine. I love I really it. I
1: don't have any qualms about it. I think
0: my only qualm is why the fuck wasn't it longer?
1: Yeah, sure. I
0: could have gone for two hundred pages of that. Yeah.
1: Have you read the short story?
0: No, I want. I to. know. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. I could have gone longer, but also poor Colleen Doran would have had to draw. I all know. Of it, so <laughs> you
1: just have a stub for a hand. Yes.
0: <laughs> honestly, you know what? Whittle those fingers right down. So <laughs> would you read more? Uh, from Neil Gaiman or Colleen Doran?
1: Yes, um, because like you were saying, I'm a big Neil. Ga- I haven't read everything because he's right. Read, he's written a fuck ton of stuff.
0: Jesus Christ, yes. Um,
1: but what I have read of his, I have really enjoyed. Um, because I do like his very British sense of humor, mm-hmm. and I really love the art style. So if I saw her name on something, I would be like, "Ooh, I'm gonna take a look at that."
0: Right, absolutely. I would too. I loved her art style. She had another graphic novel series uh, that was about um, it was about an apocalypse, about a disease spreading, and I was like, "Ooh, I want to read that," but not right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, what else are you reading, watching, or listening to that is bringing you joy?
1: Um, I just finished watching the Great British Pottery throat I'm. I don't know if that's what it's called. Pottery Throwdown of some sort.
0: Let's go with that.
1: On uh, HBO. Okay. Um, It is, there's a lot of seasons, but I just finished the final season. I think it's like season six or something. Um, Just so wholesome. Everybody's so nice to each other. And it's like it's kind of like the Great British Bake Off, where everybody's really like a community. I love that, um, especially since they have to like live together in a COVID bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all get really close because they have to spend so much time with each other. Um, and the the person who won in this last season just really deserved it, so I really loved
0: it. Do they have a actual prize for this one, or is you it you just
1: get a, a handmade little trinket? You, uh, you don't get money.
0: I think that's part of what makes Great British Bake Off, like, so chummy.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, is it's not as ruthless because you want to win for your personal satisfaction. Yeah. But people aren't willing to, like, be mean. Yeah. Because why?
1: Yeah. And they the, the contestants, they grow in their talent so mm-hmm. much that it's really nice to see, like, in five weeks. I highly recommend oh. it. It's a very nice, chill, relaxing show.
0: I love that. Yeah. Uh, My thing right now, me and my son just watched the entire series of Dead End on Netflix, which is a cartoon about a transgender boy and his best friend who end up working at a haunted amusement park, and there's kind of a murder mystery (laughs) happening, Uh, and Coco Peru, the drag queen, voices one of the main characters, and it's so... Campy and spooky and fun, and it almost was like Disney's Haunted Mansion, mm-hmm. uh, but like in a whole show. Oh. And I really enjoyed
1: it. That sounds nice. Yeah. Awesome.
0: So, our next episode, we are going to be reading Witchlings by Clarabel Ortega. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm very excited excited. about that. Mm -hmm. And until then, stay spooky, and we'll see you on the next episode of They're Coming to Read You, Barbara! The music for They're Coming to Read You, Barbara comes from Eric Matias at www.soundimage.org.